0: Welcome to the Yale Podcast, where we cats with a plethora of knowledge and life experience discuss the hot topics and politics of all variety and all that pops up in our wild and wacky brains. I am your co-host, Whistly.
1: And I'm your co-host, Nicole.
0: Today we're going to be discussing what makes people different, and then we're going to go global inequality, especially with everything going right now in the world. i begin right now by saying... I think there's, there's not many things that make people different. Because a, a lot of people from different perspectives have a lot of different ideas of like, the way things are and the way, thing, the way things go. Because everyone has a different viewpoint, and, a, and that, view, that different viewpoint allows you to see something completely different. Yeah, let's say, for example, there's a statue. Every, everyone on different corners of the statue are going to see a different angle of that statue but no matter the the thing is, people always forget that that statue is still the exact same statue to every single one of them, and that's like essentially a, like a large part of the racial inequality. The uh, thing that makes people different is it's their walk of life, their cultures affect the what where they start, where they stand, and what they look at and how they look at it. Do they look at it with one eyes? Do they look at it with two eyes? Do they look at it um, standing six foot tall or two inches tall? You know, and but. People need to understand that the truth is the truth, that the statue is always a statue, and at the end of the day, like we're all humans.
1: I think your point about the statue is really interesting because, like, I have always felt like people are very different from each other. Um, but when you're saying like it's really just that we have all these different backgrounds, and not necessarily that we as people are different. Like, if if person A is looking at the statue from the north side, and person B is looking at it from the south side, they'll each see their own individual perspectives, but if person B was looking at the statue from the north side, they would also see it as person A originally saw it. So, I think that that's really interesting that like it's like you're saying that people are all the people and we're all the same and it's very much just the things that influence us that make us different as opposed to as opposed to people being really different from each other
0: I think it's a lot of several things it's your motives because like I feel like a lot of people have different motives like that's one of the biggest things that I believe that separates um people from each other it's your motives um what motivates you what what makes you go what makes you do what you want to do what do you want to do your interest what do you like and a lot of this in, is is heavily influenced by culture and your environment yeah, and I feel like those are the main things that really separate people. And those all those things affect your character. And I feel like people always think that, oh, people are completely, massively different from each other. When actu- in actuality, it's just like, hey, you have a different motive. Hey, you your, your interests are different. Hey, your culture is different. But we're still human. And I feel like a lot of people ended up like... They don't know that. And like me personally, I went to a school with like 50 plus different races and languages and they understand that. So a lot of people that came came from my high school, they understand a lot of different other people's perspectives and their ideas and they understand different walks of life so that everyone is very like melded together. So there's not like a click per se at our school because everyone kind of bounce around with each other. Because everyone kind of understood where they're coming from, how they were raised, their environment, their culture, their interests, their motives. So everyone was kind of the same. Everyone kind of hung out with anybody else. You can hold a conversation with anybody else. And even though I I could be like, oh, I hate you, or like, I have not, I hate you, but I have a completely different viewpoint than you. But since we understand that we're all human and that we're actually really similar, that fact allows us to to, um, coexist and work well together. And understand each other's lives and live and help each other and help the world.
1: And I feel like we're really bad at understanding where people are coming from these days. Like, I think that's a big thing that's come up with, I mean, that's causing all of the trouble that's going on right now. And all of the inequality and stuff is that people are forgetting that, one, we're all people. And two, like, no one is considering something from someone else's perspective. They're really focused on their own perspective. And then, sure, when you look at something from your own perspective, what someone else is doing might seem uh, harsh or like an overreaction. But if you look at it from that person's, that other person's perspective, you see that it's not an overreaction. It's a very, like, logical and reasonable choice um, to make.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with that. And I think like I was actually talking with one, one of my best friends um and he's like a like like a Republican. He's on the yeah, he's like a stone cold Republican, but he's open-minded and he can think a lot of when stuff that, like whether it's Republican or Democrat, when people are divided, it's always because of like the same essential things. And people always complain about all these different problems in the world, like these global issues, and I'm like, "Joe, relax. Literally, we're all human. Like we're, we're like the problems also stem from, like, people are just awful or just, like, the biggest thing is, like, the biggest thing is the small things. Like, all the nuances of people being garbage, like, accumulates into, like, humanity being massively awful. And people don't understand that. So if this guy is out here littering, oh, that's my friend. It doesn't matter. It's not that bad, you know? And then that happens a million, t- a million times, two, two million times, and then we have pollution that's the type of stuff it like it builds.
1: Yeah, I think that that's like one of those things of um where we have to start being comfortable calling people out on things and not in not calling them out in a way to make them feel bad or to shame them, like choosing to call people out uh in a way that teaches them so that they can learn the thing they've done wrong. Um a lot of people in the media, you see them like celebrities and stuff. Um they will say something And someone will be like, oh, that was really racist or that was really sexist. And rather than being like, I didn't think of it that way. Thank you so much for educating me. Uh, I'm aware of that now. And I'll make like I'll take steps to not um, think like that or not say things like that anymore. They get really offended. And they're like, oh, everyone's so PC. And it's like, just be okay with someone giving you that information that what you just said wasn't and And thank them for teaching you. So that you can learn. And then teach other people.
2: Yeah.
0: And that's the thing. It's like, they, no one ever sees it the way they're supposed to. Like, it's like so much, is so much perspective. It's insane. What do you mean? I'm saying it's literally about the way you see something. Like how they see, uh, they say um, perception is reality.
1: Like confirmation bias, where they're like, oh, that's the thing that I was talking about.
0: People make exactly what they think or or they want to think into something that is actual like actually tangible
1: okay okay confirmation bias when you look (laughs) you're like i think this one thing and then you see an article that says that one thing and then you're like see told you it was right but like you were looking for the article that supported your thesis not the one that rejected it
0: yes yes yeah yeah that Confirmation bias, yeah. I'll, some articles in in jazz.
1: But people don't like <laughs> to be wrong. Like, I think, I mean, I think that's part of the issue with correcting people. Yeah, no yeah, one, yeah. no one wants to be wrong because we're taught like, <laughs> right, well, and we're taught like it's not okay, specifically in American culture, um, like you are taught that it isn't okay to be wrong, and that you have to be right all the time because being right means that you're strong or being right means that you're independent or that you're smart and it's like that's a really problematic mindset because if you can't ever be wrong then like you're not going to learn you're not you're not going to be comfortable learning because learning involves being wrong and you have to be okay with being wrong sometimes.
0: Exactly!
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly I mean, all of America did that
0: My thing is, I was like, it's it's crazy because like it's kind of like it's it's the thing with the South. I need to stop saying it's or whatever, but like yeah, it's the same thing with the South. Like when when you, when you dive deep into the South and like how they like this is this could be for any any race, any group, or any culture. But I'm gonna use the example of the South of how the South would like change how they change the history books to be more favorable to them, so that the people only saw what they wanted to see. And then the kids grow up, and it's like how you change that mindset, like now where do you move from here
1: whereas if you're just willing to say like hey we did these awful things to people we want to be better then you can be better but if you don't ever like if if you're not willing to admit you were wrong then you can't be better and then you raise people thinking that what you were doing was okay even though like it's not and maybe you even know it's not but like you won't say that you were wrong in doing it and so now All of these people have grown up with this really warped idea of American history and Southern history and all of that because they don't know that you were wrong to do that and that you knew you were wrong to do that.
0: And my experience, it's been like, um, or even now, like as of right now, it's like, I feel like all the young people are galvanizing, and especially now with mass media and the internet, we have the information, whereas, like, back in the day, they didn't have the amount of information and the amount of, like, the influx of, like, rapid new news, new data, new everything that we have now. So I feel like especially now, a lot of young kids, they not only seen their fathers and their mothers and their parents, what they did wrong, they see why the system's broken. And that's why a lot of leftist people, or even a lot of people on the right, they're so gun ho that are young. They're so gun ho and they're ready, like, to, like, go to war because, like, If they have all the like accumulate, accumulate, they have all the accumulative information and they've been educated, you know, and they just want to they want to do good. You know, the average person like that is that has the opportunities wants to do good. And that's where we lie. And my thing is, what do you do about the people who what do you do about the people who are already like too far gone to say, you know? Like, what do you do about that? Like, I don't know, like a 30 year old guy who's been in, like been in the olden days. He's like stone cold in his beliefs, in his culture. What do you do from that point on? Like, how do we build or how do we grow about, go about that? Or how do we coexist with said person? If I'm a young person or I'm just a person that's more open-minded and um, I'm moving towards change, that's my movement. That's my action.
1: I don't feel like there's a one-size-fits-all answer for that question, because, like, I mean, all of me wants to be like, well, my dear Uncle Fred is a racist, but that's just the way he is. We know it's not okay, we don't support it, but that's how he was raised. Because, you know, you, like, you know that that person, or you want to know that that person isn't a bad person, but the thing they're doing you don't approve of, and so... A lot of, like, a lot of what the response is is to say what I just said about Dear Uncle Fred is, like, just kind of gloss over it. And I think that we're reaching a point where people are going to stop doing that, um, even if it makes people upset, even if it feels like it's alienating the people who are doing those things like being racist. It's just, I really feel like it's it's growing pains, and unfortunately we have to go through it, and it's going to hurt some people. But I just don't, like, I don't think that there is a way to just kind of forgive it and push it to the side and expect it to go away. I think if you keep saying, well, he was raised that way, you're going to keep saying, well, he was raised that way for years and years and years. Because each generation is going to teach those things to the other one because they were not educated or corrected or any of that to stop doing what they're doing. But I don't know what you do when it's, like, an 80-year-old man who's fought in the wars and believes all of these things. Like, I don't know what you say to that person. <laughs> so I don't know how to, I don't know how to lovingly correct them. I know how to just be like, hey, that was really racist.
0: And then. But, like, that's part of the problem. Like, what we need a solution is what I'm saying. I feel like we have to go somewhere, you know. To not take any action is bad. Yeah,
1: oh yeah. No, I think that inaction is is definitely poisonous, in particularly in these times, because we need to change. Um. And so I guess you just say what you just said was really racist. Can I explain to you why it was? Or just push along through. Like, I know I've had a lot of fights with my grandma. She'll say something, and I'm like, ooh, that wasn't okay. And she's like, I don't even know what's okay to say anymore. And it's like, well, it's okay to learn. Again, you know, I can let you know when you've said something that wasn't okay, and you can try to change your thinking. Like, I know that it sucks to try to change some way you've been thinking, but it's got to happen. It's got to happen.
0: Absolutely. All right, in the podcast now, we're going to transition into more of a discussion on like the immediate United States racial issues and more... um More clearly, the black and white gap, like the divide, especially with like the lower class minorities and the middle class and above. Essentially, but this is the unfortunate part. It comes down to like essentially white people, quote unquote, versus black people, quote unquote, because like throughout history, black people came over here and they were slaves. So like they're not going to have like the average person is not going to be like, Oh yeah, I'm 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 Scrooge McDuck. I'm out here floating. That's not the case. The case is because this is where we are now. So we're just gonna discuss the black versus white, but really like lower class versus like it's a classist thing and much more more than that, but we're just gonna discuss the black versus the white gap and the divide.
1: Um yeah, I mean I think that a big Part of the divide, I I will not even venture to say all of it because I simply do not have a right to say that. Um, but I think a huge part of it, like you and I have talked about a lot, is education and the availability of education. Um, it is really easy for white people to go to nice schools, and it's easy for white people to get accepted to nice colleges and to be told that you should go to college. Um, and like my understanding is that that is not the same in black communities Um, and that it is frequently those people have access to lower education and poor schools and I think that that starting that young with that divide is I mean what makes it so bad when you grow up is it's not even the same when you're in preschool so how could it be the same later when you're like in your 20s just trying to live
0: your life but do you think education as in school wise or Because when I went to school, I know they had after-school programs. I went to summer camps. I'm pretty sure they were state-funded. But those things also had a really big impact on me. Things that weren't necessarily education or, like, some form of um, higher training. Like a a two-year technical school, which I believe aren't um, enforced or, like, um, talked about more enough or or well enough. But, yeah. Like, I yeah. I want
2: to ask you.
1: Um, I... I mean, I definitely mean education is in school. um, But I guess I also mean education is in the stuff that they don't teach you at school, that they should teach you at school, um, that they should teach everyone at school. Like, I didn't learn about voting. I didn't learn about um, the stock market. I didn't learn about how any of that stuff works in school. And so I think, first off, adding that sort of thing into the curriculum is helpful. But, like, specifically adding that into or making not adding it in making it accessible to people who it has not been super accessible to before but also like you said after school programs things for adults like it doesn't just have to be grade school education any sort of a thing just giving people in the black community resources so that they can advance um so that we can help them advance because we white people have always had this stuff and we take it for granted and the fact is like that's not okay it absolutely should not be a matter of race if i know about how the voting system works um or if i know how the stock market works like that's that's just not right that's that's information that should be accessible to everybody
0: Uh, and like again and me personally i've been in youth for a good number of uh, youth or um, urban christian ministries i a christian follower believer christ I've been in it for a while. So I know for absolute certain, with absolute certainty that it's like when people say education, I absolutely agree with that a thousand percent. But like more than that is like one of my, one of my big four is like perspective time growing through uncomfortability and vulnerability and teaching a man to fish. And a bu- big thing is time that like, especially if you're impoverished and you don't have the correct support environment or upbringing I can teach you like that. One plus one is like, I can teach you that one plus one is two. like all I want until I'm blue in the face. But at the end of the day, you still need like a mentor or 11 role model. You still want the experiences to go camping, to go to another country, to do all these things that help shape and mold you and give you new outlooks on life and new opportunities. And that's one of my biggest things. It's like, um, the lower class black people slash black people they don't have as much opportunities as you already said than the white people quote unquote. And then the white people they don't have the opportunity. Like if I'm let's say I'm 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 middle class Whistly and I'm I'm a, I'm a Caucasian fellow, you know what I'm saying? I'm a white brother, you know what I'm saying? And I'm doing my thing. And I grew up in America in a middle class society.
1: <laughs> white brother.
0: And I. I, I I so yeah I keep. St- I have a I have I personally have a friend who's like who's white, and we're almost identical in like in our personalities and our characters. But he was white, and like had he not like his the w- the way his life would have went would have been completely different because he would have been like more most likely more snobbier and more. Um, only knowing that everything is good and only knowing the the best of their society or their culture rather than him having the experience with his friends who have been in the struggle, who have been from different walks of life and different cultures and different perspectives. So now he has that knowledge to himself and he has all that information. So now he's more well-rounded and he's more open-minded and he has the ability that if he would go to a friend's house and their house would be in shambles, or that they wouldn't have enough parents, he would have that perspective to able be able to adapt and be open-minded rather than if he was, like, again, if he was an average American, like, middle-class American, he would have no idea, he would have no information, no knowledge, no education of how to deal with someone um, from a different poverty level, not including that, all these Black people, all these people with this this type of skin color are associated with poverty, with all this, like, all, with all these negative things, because the black people are in survival mode, and they're literally doing things—not everything they're doing—is not entirely of reason. It's based on this survival, this survival mentality. Whereas, like, if I want to rob, shoot, or steal, hey man, I got a family to feed. That's not the case for everyone, but a, l- a large majority of it is. It's I have to feed my family.
1: Yeah, the privilege privilege isn't no privilege is insane and I mean a big part of like what you're saying is like we're just trying to support your family um lower class people don't have the time to go learn another language on Duolingo because it's fun or I took a trip to Madrid like they don't have time to do that because what they're doing is working their asses off all the time like you don't have time to sit and read a nice fairy tale book when you're working three jobs so you can barely afford your rent and pay your family. And if you had the pri- like if if everyone had the privilege that white people have, the world would be a different place. Such a different place. Because um, like can you imagine if 90% of America was even as educated as a lot of white people are? Mm, as some white people are. What
0: would you say to the people who, if if I say I don't believe that there's a privilege, I believe that for everyone it's a fair opportunity because I had a fair opportunity and I have troubles in life. I had um, these different scenarios in life that were that were uncomfortable, that were challenging, or anything like that. If I had my own struggle and I believe that everything is fair because I went through my struggle, what would you say to that person?
1: I would say you're wrong. But would what if I do- super wrong like? Being privileged doesn't mean your life has been perfect. It super does not mean that. Like, I have not had a perfect life and I consider myself to be an incredibly privileged person. Um and I think that clarifying that privileged doesn't mean that I'm I'm denying that you've had a hard time in life um is an important thing. But privilege just means like I <laughs> I don't know, if you've ever had, like, a a very low-income job, and you managed to skate by, or maybe you didn't manage to skate by, but you were allowed to sleep in your car in the Walmart parking lot, and people didn't call the police on you, like, that makes you privileged. And I, you know, I don't know how to explain it to people who think that that's fair. That's, That's not what I meant to say. Ignore that. Um yeah, I would say you're wrong. Like you're very privileged if you have not had to struggle to pay the rent. if you've not had if you've not had to struggle because of what you are, then you are privileged. Like if you have not had to deal with people looking at you like they're afraid of you just because of the color of your skin, you're privileged. If you haven't had people, Talk to you like you're stupid because of the color of your skin. You're privileged.
0: Yeah, and I, yeah, and I think it's too. It's like, it, like it just creates a glass wall, you know? It creates a glass wall where I can see what you're doing, but I'm there. I just like, think
1: a huge part of it is clarifying that privilege does not mean your life has been perfect.
0: We progress. How do we move forward based on you? You thinking I'm wrong, and I absolutely think you're wrong in this scenario. Like of an, of an average, like of an average two human beings, you know, what, where do you go from there? Cause we have to, we have to build, we have to grow. We have to go somewhere forward because we can't just sit here and be like, Hey, you're wrong. Hey, you're wrong. Hey, I'm wrong. You're wrong, buddy. You're wrong.
1: <laughs> the wheels just turning and the car stuck in the mud. Yeah. I mean, I think that it comes to that point back to what you're saying about being able to see other people's side of things and being able to appreciate that. I I think that that I think that that's how you overcome the idea that you're not privileged if you actually are very privileged is like you have to look at that from other people and I think like it does take a lot of deep thinking and a lot of you know unfortunately reflection on maybe that didn't happen because you are you maybe that happened because of what you look like rather than because of uh, to say. Maybe that didn't happen because of who you are and what you've done. Maybe it happened because of what you are and what you look like. And so it takes it takes away some of the pride, maybe, that we feel in some of our accomplishments. If you say, well, the reason that you're getting $65,000 a year is not necessarily because... I don't even know if that's a big amount of money to get. Um is not necessarily because you have done everything. You John Smith have done so well. It's a lot of it is because you were born into a rich family. You were born into a family who had connections. Like and it hurts when you say that to people and people get upset about it, but if you're I think if you're able to step back, step away from the perspective of your perspective and look at it from someone else's I think that it starts to become more clear. How you make people look at other people's perspectives, I don't know. I don't know what to do besides say, like, you have to understand where these people are coming from and trying to explain it. And I personally have found that trying to explain what that perspective might be is helpful a lot of the time.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's, that's exactly what what I was going to harp on. I absolutely believe, and I'm all, like, I'm, I am gun-ho. I'm locked and loaded on that people need to communicate with each other and conversate because I believe that's how we grow, you know? Like, like you can't read my mind, and I can't read your mind. The only way we're going to be able to, to coexist if we, is if we communicate with each other, if we understand each other and talk. Like, there are so many times I've learned and grown over the years it's because literally I had a conversation with people and even though the person I was talking to, I didn't agree with any, anything they were saying, they had a completely different perspective than me, but like I was willing to listen and, and like actually un- try and understand and just try and have a conversation with each other. And we, each of us opened our minds and like ears and understood n- new things, I shared new information to you, you shared new information to me. Now we both grow from it and we're better. I believe that's one of the biggest and I think like one of the only ways to actually get anywhere is like we have to talk to people, and I really don't like people who are closed minded because then you cannot grow because if you don't if you only want to talk about this certain thing, but if we got some like sauce like like how people yeah e- e- although I don't perceive like let's say I'm a person that I don't perceive racism or I don't see or I've never experienced it, and i'm just I just refuse to talk about it then that's being closed that's closing yourself off and therefore you there's no opportunity for change you can't go anywhere if you never like jump like jump out of the gate like you'll you'll still be stuck behind the gate you can't like run around the track until the gun fires you know
1: yeah i mean that's the issue with like trying to talk in an echo chamber you just keep hearing your own ideas repeated oh absolutely it's also the willingness to listen to people Because, like, you can talk, and I have opinion A, and I'll talk, talk, talk about opinion A to anyone who wants to hear opinion A, but I have to listen to opinion B. (laughs) My hand gestures got a little bit violent there. I pulled on the cord. Yeah, I think existing in an echo chamber, while it feels nice, because you're like, everyone agrees with me, it's it's dangerous, it's so dangerous, because like you said, that's not how you progress... That's how you keep hearing the same ideas.
0: So it's absolutely, like, in my opinion, it's definitely um, conversation and talking it out and exchanging information between people. And that's how you grow. And like, let's say Baltimore, you know how Baltimore is. Like, if I'm a white, if I'm white cop, John Smith, we're taking shots at John Smith across the world or wherever. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, if I'm, if I'm white cop, John Smith, and I've been like I've only like people with this mindset, with these opportunities, and this essentially Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, John Smith,
1: it's nothing to you. Yeah.
0: With the people for the most part with this perspective, people who have good lives that like everything is fine for them and nothing is too bad. And if I can't if I can't get the newest edition of my cell phone, this is awful and I'm raging. And then you go out and you assume and you'll all all you know is are violent, they're rambunctious. Um, they're crazy, they're poor, they'll do anything. You don't know that they're in survival mode. So I'm out here just living my life, exploring everything, right? and then another person is, like, so that's White Cop John, and then you go to poor Black, what, like, poor Black person um, in Baltimore who's literally trying to survive, and that's all they need is to survive. So if I need to steal like, something for myself, I'm absolutely going to do that. Because if I'm in a situation where, like, I'm hungry, I'm going to go steal something to take it. Me personally, I might not... Now I won't do that. But if I'm not... if, If you're... The thing is, like, if you're... This is how you perceive other people's perspectives. Nicole, if you're in that situation... Nicole, if you're, if you're not, like, in White Cop John's situation, if you're in poverty and you know adversity and I know adversity, if you're in that situation and you have two brothers to feed and a sister and you have the opportunity and the only option or opportunity you have is to go down the corner store and steal some bread, it's not a question, you know? Like, the, the thing I see is I need to feed the—I the, need to um, tend for my young. I need to look out for my own. So that's exactly what I do. This is survival mode. It's the same thing with gangbangers, um, kids that get coming into the gangs. They think they put them into some survival mold and make them perceive that like they're just in they're in a good life, and in every day, Joe Schmo, this is good. This is my family. But in reality, they're really looking out for themselves, and they want you to be part of their cult.
1: Right. I think. I mean, this reminded right me. I think everyone should take sociology and psychology honestly that helps you understand other people's perspectives better but like that comes back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs which is like you cannot you you can't reach self-actualization which is like being the best you that you could possibly be until you have your physiological needs physiological needs uh covered which is like Food, and water, and a place to live, and money to pay the rent, and your safety needs, like, security. Which, like, you don't, you don't feel that way, right? Your friend's like, I'm gonna look at the stars, and you're like, I'm gonna keep my eyes on what's going on around me. Um, like, you can't reach the top level until you have everything else, and the fact is you can't get every, like, until you have everything else... You're not going to get any better, but we're, like, actively barring people from having those base things. And then we're like, well, why aren't you at the top of the pyramid? Why aren't you self-actualized? And it's like, well, because you don't even have, you don't even feel safe walking around. (laughs) How the hell are you supposed to be like, this is everything I've committed into my mind? Like, you can't, you can't do that. Because we're actively preventing that and then we, and then we blame you for not having that and not i mean i guess that also kind of goes back to like if a person says they're not privileged like okay do you have a home do you feel safe like have you ever been able to be proud of something that you've done like all of these things
0: at the stars and say this is beautiful while me black and i grew up in not like not not dirt poor but like between middle and lower class I like I'm like yo. Keep your eye. I tend to have the mindset of look on like. I tend to have the mindset of looking on the road and looking what's in front of me and looking like to things that are more physical instead of like stopping to look at the scars, stopping to look at the flowers because I've never had that option. That's never been an availability. I've never been that comfortable. Your
1: bit about the stars and and (laughs) looking at the stars versus looking at your surroundings.
0: Uh, Yeah 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 and yeah it's it's just like so much like it's so much things but the, at the end of the day it always leads to like lack of education people are not being able to perceive other people's perspectives and it's like a lot of the rural, rural um rural people they don't have like they're not really big on education you know like in your experience you know a lot of people that are like are rural and they have like they're pretty open-minded or like they have like a good like education. Yeah.
1: No, I feel like a lot, like, I grew up in a town a lot like this one, uh, as far as size goes, and a lot of the people that I were like, you guys are great in high school, like, I went off to college, and I got educated, and I got introduced to, like, liberalism and um, progressivism and all of those things, and was like, wow, that's really messed up at home, and then I looked at how many people, like, chose not to go to college because it wasn't important to them. Um, and I also see, like, what their political opinions are, or what they choose not to talk about, and things like that, and I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. Like, there isn't an impact put, or a, um, there isn't an emphasis on education in the same way in those smaller towns than there is, like, in Boston. Everyone goes to Boston to go to college. Everyone who's in Boston goes to college. Like, obviously that's a generalization, but in the cities, you find that education is so much more important, and you also find that cities are way more progressive than small cities, towns, very rural areas. Like you don't, you don't really see that progressive in smaller um, areas.
0: But a Republican person can say that what more they more know think who's minded more in the rural area. They can be like, "Hey, I don't see it that way. My the way." The life I want, since I just want to hunt and fish and I need to, like, work on the farm, this is stereotypical. But, like, if I, let's say I have my construction job, I just want to hunt and fish. I just want to go to the bar or I just want to play video games all day. I don't really care about what's that stuff because I can go fish and my life runs great, you know. Why do I have to worry about your life and all these issues which don't pertain to me and I don't understand. I don't understand the different perspectives and ideas.
1: I mean, at that point, that's just, like... You gotta care about other people. It is part of being a decent human being to care about other people. Um, There comes a point where I'm like, I don't know how to explain to you you need to care about other people. Because you're right, it doesn't affect you. But you should care about it. Because it affects people. And it affects good people.
0: The leftists, the people on the left, the Democrats, are typically more like this is a future. We have to work towards a future, whereas a Republican person is a, like I'm, I, we're he, Donald Trump or whoever is getting you jobs right now, immediately, right now. Action. Everything right now is good. Our society is run this way. It is good now, you know. It's like now versus a future where I feel like we should be in the middle, but I believe that we should definitely lean more towards like this. You need a goal, you know. Just because your life is great, or and you, you can work towards a good life all the time. I can have a good job, but like if I don't have the, if I don't have the information to know, to, if I don't have the if I don't have the information to be able to grow, like if yeah, I'm gonna get a job, but I still have a poor man's mentality. I still don't, I still don't know the right way to think. I still don't know myself and progress. Versus I'm educated, but I don't have a job. But now I know how to work for myself and work for a better company, get a better job, ask for a promotion, know what my value is worth, all those things.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think, again, that comes with like, you have to have access to things that make you able to learn those things. But again, like you also have to be in a situation where everything else is taken care of so that you can worry about those things and you don't have to be thinking about, how am I going to feed my family uh, while I'm trying to apply for jobs that pay me more Once money? Once that part is solved, then you can try to advance yourself and apply for jobs and, and and even even learn how to think that you should get more money. Like, you have to be secure first before you can even bother worrying about those things. Yeah, I mean, that goes back again to, like, being willing to have a conversation, but more than having a conversation is being willing to listen to a conversation and again being willing to be told hey i know you think the sky is red it's blue but also being willing to be told hey i know you think the sky is blue it's red like i think also i think dividing yourself so like thoroughly one way or the other very (laughs) not not to uh use it in this way but in a very like black and white situation um I think is, is problematic. I think there's so much gray area in the world and, um, and politics and religion and personal opinions and all those things that like saying you are only one way is a really good way to put yourself in a box so you don't hear any other opinions or anything like that. Education um, and access to education. Throwing in Maslow's hierarchy... That was fun. That was cool. Um I love I love that thing. That thing is so cool. That's what I mean. Like everyone should take a sociology class. Everyone should take psychology. When I say, Food and shelter and security before you can try to be a good person. That sounds a little as my grandfather, my dear grandfather, born and raised in North Carolina, would have said, that sounds like something a lumpy-headed liberal would say. Um, like, that's, like, scientific. Like, that is psychology. That's not someone decided to have an studied thing of, like, the people work. If the only way someone can get food for their family is by stealing it, even if they don't like the idea of stealing, they're not gonna stop stealing because they still don't have the base of the pyramid there. Alright, so we're gonna wrap it up here at the L Podcast, but just a reminder to try and see things from other people's perspectives, to help people learn graciously, and also reminder that education is the key to shrinking the POC and white gap. <laughs> Don't be wickedy whack. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And we close with the
2: words from Wesley. Why, why, why? You need only ask the question, why? Why bother? Why is it not fair? Why are things the way they are? Why is this action not taken? Why is this action taken? Why do we not live in the best possible society? Why isn't it better? Asking why will lead to answers leading to the truth. Some choose to run, some choose to ignore, and some choose to lessen the truth, making it false. A lie, those without valor. The truth will lead to action, action to making positive changes and allowing the issues slash problems to carry on. A quote from the late great Miss Rosa Parks, we must have courage, determination, to go on with the task of becoming free, not only for ourselves, but for the nation and the world. Cooperate with each other. Have faith in God and ourselves. I, a follower and believer in Jesus, know the Bible to be the living word of God and the truth. That is my solid foundation that I hold to. Allah to hold firm to that. I am, I must be open and willing to understand my fellow human. One must be willing to attempt to understand their fellow human, to seek the truth. Attempt to understand someone else's perspective, where they're coming from, what they see, putting yourself in their shoes as if to look as if you were watching a movie of their life. Every human is affected by one's environment. The people that encourage you, educate you, or hurt you in any shape or form. Grandparents, mothers, fathers, friends. Teachers, mentors, etc. We, the human, are shaped because of what we have been given or what we never had. Why? The lower class slash minorities unfortunately can't access their full civic rights due to the unjust system to take the proper action. That is what the Black Lives Matter movement represents an unfair, unjust, hope taking, opportunity stealing society. Passive aggressive comments microaggressions, stereotyping, and bigotry. Ill count as racism, taking away rights and liberty. This is not an instant where our fellow humans are out to cash in their victim card. Actions we can take is prayer, speaking up and speaking out, taking any form of positive change. We are all human. Power and money just make we the people more of what we already are. That being said, We should strive, that being said, we should always strive for the best system possible. We ought to strive for positive change. To be better than what we already are. To do nothing is easy. Looking away and not speaking up is easy. To face the truth is challenging. Look inside oneself and ask the basic questions. Why do we make the choices we make? Why are they not the best choices? What defines our character? What defines your character? We, the human, all have our own individual parts to do, our own purposes, and that is positive change. Why don't you do your part? Why? Change is hard. Change is uncomfortable. It pulls at our cores, making our stomachs churn, putting blocks of concrete in our chest. Why? Knowing what must be done does away with fear. Miss Rosa Parks, we must strive for positive change. Can we all ask a pivotal question? Why? Thanks for listening. Music by Taz Lazuli. Follow on Twitter at T-A-Z-L-A-Z-U-L-I. Follow Wesley Jackanore on Twitter and Instagram for a secondary podcast as well as the Calamitous YouTube channel. And as always, do your part.